And I didn't proactively do that. So to me, what I learned in that lesson was that I wasn't loving myself in that capacity. And though that was really, really hard mirror to face ever since then, my world completely flipped upside down. I wouldn't trade that in for the world because in that darkness, in that suffering, in that challenge and pain, I was finally able to forgive that part of me. We know how important people are and how rapidly technology is and will continue to change our world. The way we live, the way we work, and the way we experience life as we know it. In a hyper-connected global economy, it is the combination of extraordinary people and advanced tech that will make a brighter future. But without evolved leaders knowing how to apply that value of neurodiversity, businesses, teams, and relationships will exponentially suffer. We believe in your ability and are obsessed with helping people like you shift into unlimited potential. It is our honor to help you and your teams optimize and automate the skills, tools, and solutions that can bridge that gap between intelligence and implementation as you venture into your unique mission. Let us welcome you to Evolve Ventures. Welcome to Evolve Ventures, where we make evolution possible for growth-minded humans through vulnerable lessons, stories, and technology. I am your host, Bianca Thomas. And I am your host, Amelia Smith. Welcome back for another episode. For those of you joining us again, and for those of you newbies, we welcome you with love here at Evolve Ventures. So, For those who have been with us, they will probably know that something's new, something's different. We got jizzy jazz going on here. And what I want to say is that as we progress, (laughs) as we evolve, elements of the podcast, elements of our business, elements of our community will evolve. And so we're really excited to have you evolving with us. And we felt as though our intro needed a quick facelift. So thank you for all of our community members who have given us input along the way as we continue to evolve. And with that being said, let's get into episode 118. What does it mean to love yourself? Bianca has a great story that will articulate this. And if you're listening um, and interested and really trying to figure out for yourself how to love yourself, let's get into this episode. So what does it mean to love yourself? I We hear this all over the place. I've heard so many different podcasts talk about it. I've heard clients talk about the fact that they don't know how to and they don't know what it means. I've heard friends of mine say, I just want to love myself. I just want to finally be in a space where I really do love myself. Mm-hmm. But I think the question that needs to be asked is, what does that actually mean? What does that actually mean to love yourself? Because that definition is going to look very different for everybody. So I was on the phone with a client this morning and she said that. She's like, I'm making all of this change in my life. Everything is going incredible. I'm not having this disordered eating anymore. Like, thank you so much for everything that you've done. I think the next part of my journey, I think the next phase in my life is going to be boosting my self-esteem and learning how to love myself. And I said, that's awesome. That's great. What does that look like? Mm. And she's like, well, 
I just want to be able to wake up every day and walk into any room and in any scenario and, you know, every day just completely love myself no matter what. And I think she was a little startled when I said this, but I was like, um, I, I don't, I don't think that's possible. Like that's, that's not realistic. And she's like, what do you mean? And you know, this is what I said. There is no possible way for you to always love yourself. I think it goes against probably everything that any therapist has ever tried to get someone to believe that like, you're just going to learn to love yourself and it's, that's going to be it. And I think what Amelia and I have really come to understand and what we both teach our clients is that, to use Amelia's word, what does it mean to love yourself? Well, it's an asymptote. Mm. An asymptote is something that you always will strive for, but you'll never actually reach. It's like if you're looking at a graph, it's like Mm -hmm. the line just keeps going and going and going, but you never actually get there. And I think that can be kind of daunting for a lot of people, but I think it's also really exciting. So Hmm. for me, I've talked about it a lot on here, but I didn't love myself for a really, really long time. I, I struggled in any scenario that I was in, any room that I walked into, even just being by myself. I couldn't I couldn't be alone. I couldn't be alone with the thoughts that I was having. I couldn't be alone with my feelings. I couldn't be alone even just sitting in my room. And when that relationship ended a year ago, a year ago, I was actually finally put in a position where I had to be alone. Hmm. I moved into my own place. There was nobody living here with me. I wasn't really talking to many people aside from working and evolve and all of that. And it finally put me into that place that I was running away from for so long, which was being by myself. Mm-hmm. And it was in that kind of darkness and in that suffering where I actually learned how to love myself. And I learned what it meant for me. And I think that it was the greatest thing that could have ever happened to me because I was able to learn what it was to love myself and for me personally, what that meant. Mm. I think that a lot of, you know, of course she's going to be surprised sitting in that chair too because it's like, like while you were telling that story, I was like, yes, I love her optimism. It is awesome. The last <laughs> people that we want to be are candle pinchers. And I use this analogy all the time with clients is, is like if you're if you're holding like a candle in front of you and you like got so excited to like light that candle and this candle represents like your soul, your passion, your intriguement with the world, your optimism and your quite frankly capabilities. Like of course you're not going to want anyone to come and pinch your candle, right? You're not going to want anyone to turn down or douse your light. You want people instead like to add fuel to your fire and this woman sitting in that chair was was someone who had her candle in front of her and in a way she probably felt as though you're coming in and and candle pinching and 
And that's the challenge when it comes to accurate thinking and kind of looking at, okay, well, optimism is awesome. And we so deeply believe about believing in yourself, about getting closer and about aspiring. As a matter of fact, when you have limiting beliefs and optimism is no longer there, that's a place of concern, right? But of course, I love that her optimism is at least helping her to reach and try because why? She actually has some evidence to prove to herself that it's even possible, remotely possible for her, which I think to to that story that you shared, B, is actually a really huge win to just celebrate as we share this with our listeners because that kind of shows us all of what is really possible when you start to really stop breaking those promises that you make to yourself and when you start kind of overcoming some of those leading indicators that show you that you aren't loving on yourself or that you don't love yourself, right? And one of them, you know, to that that eating dis- disorder is like having a healthy relationship with what you take into your body and what, how you look at yourself and what are the inner dialogues and thoughts that you have. And so I think that there's a lot of people that will get really excited to go on this journey of loving yourself and defining what that means and actually like looking very critically at what what is that marker for you? And Going back to the point about the asymptote, for those of you who aren't really f- familiar with those mathematical concepts, it's really what B had mentioned is like you're always striving, but you're not actually making it there. And that such is the pursuit of life, right? Goals and dreams and everything. But here's the thing. If you don't believe in yourself, you're never going to try to figure out what it means to love yourself. And you're never even going to want to try because trying to work through that clarity and dig through the muck of what all of these messages and meanings that you're getting as you grow up, as you develop this definition, as you inherit a def- inherit a definition, that starts to kind of cloud your judgment. So I love the fact that this chick is on her way to learning what that is. But to your point, B, um, you know, some of it kind of the clarity to what that means to you and and how you actually define what those markers are when you've reached a different chapter in your evolution. Some of that looks like getting clear on it. And sometimes that doesn't happen necessarily in the light when you're all excited and when you're all jazzed up and crushing life, right? Sometimes that actually does happen when you're in your darkest moments. And I think that mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that want to avoid those painful suffering moments. And while there is truth to some some of that benefiting you from a mental health perspective. There's also a lot of glory to be had in that pain and suffering. And I know for me as well, getting clear on what that meant for me kind of happened in my in my darkest moments. And I'll give a quick example for this. So B, like this the movie The Notebook. You've seen it, right? Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Who doesn't love that movie? So for all of our listeners, The Notebook is a classic love story about these two individuals who fall in love in their teens. And the epic love story of like the the female in the relationship isn't supposed to be with the guy who's a little bit more blue collared and she's all... Um, you know, in her high status and everything. Bourgeois. Bourgeois, if you will. And so like it's this (laughs) love story that they're not supposed to be together, which ignites the passion, the love story altogether because they're the cutest together, right? And so it's all these social classes that are kind of ripping them apart. And then they, they take you through this epic love journey. And then at a point in the movie, it's actually jumped forward like years and years into the relationship when this couple who ended up together spoiler if you haven't watched it um together but they're in in a nursing home or an uh, an alzheimer's home i think it is i think it's a nursing home 
nursing home, definitely for um, impaired cognitive ability patients, because what ends up happening is the husband at the time, he's like writing a journal or something. It's a beautiful narrative to the story. He's writing a journal to his wife to kind of help her remember the series of events of their love story, you know, the names of their children, the what's happened in their lives. I'm getting goosebumps. And I remember watching that video and, and watching it on the couch when I was just starting to get into a relationship with Alan. And I remember being on the couch and like for the first time, just like bawling my eyes out. And even at that time, like I was still like kind of covering a little bit of that up from him because I didn't have necessarily such a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. with even me crying with movies. And it was one of those darkest, that's what I would say. One of my darker moments of like, why was I crying? And it was in that contemplation in a really dark moment because I was so emotionally moved by that movie of like, oh my God, they've had this beautiful love story. And here the husband is while they're like in their 80s or 90s, like sitting on the bench. You can see the hope in him, hoping that she'll remember him when he walks in, like the hope that she'll remember their children that they made and and have beautifully grown together. And like, she just is entirely blank when it comes to a memory perspective. And even the little inch of like having to remember him is like just the most meaningful and deeply seen. And I remember being so upset because what that brought me to my knees for was that I actually wasn't loving myself in this regard. I wasn't prioritizing my sleep. I wasn't prioritizing the biggest organ that controls and allows and enables and empowers me to do everything that I can in this world to show up who I am, which is my brain. I didn't take care of her at all. And I didn't proactively do that. So to me, what I learned in that lesson was that I wasn't loving myself in that capacity. And though that was really, really hard mirror to face ever since then, my world completely flipped upside down. And now I give a lot of credit to Alan for that moment of like him helping me to learn more about my own brain and sleep and memory and everything. I've come drastic measures since then. And so the indicators for me, something along the lines of like, what does self-love actually look like? What does it mean to love myself? That means so simply getting six hours of REM sleep or getting closer to that number than it was before. And I was scrolling through the data and I've been tracking my sleep, you know, since early 2019, right? What used to be on average, like a four hour and 15 minute REM sleep has now bumped all the way up to over Hmm. six. And that the other night I was laying in bed and Alan was asleep and I was like crying to myself again. I'm like, oh my God, it was such a beautiful moment. But here's the thing. What does that look like? What does that mean to yourself? That's different for every single one of us. And what might look like self-love to me and what that might mean to me looks completely different from you, B, right? It looks completely different from our listeners. And so what brought me so much pain and suffering and, you know, like convulsing crying in that moment of like fast forward into my future, if I didn't mm-hmm. take care of my brain now, what could happen? I didn't want to leave my partner like that. That's not fair to my children, you know, especially if we can take proactive control of that now. So, that that's kind of the story that I wanted to bring in here. It looks different for everyone, but I think that to the beautiful point that you made be, sometimes that happens, that clarity on what that actually looks like, it comes in some of those darker moments. So not running away from that can be such a meaningful, pivotal point in your journey, in your evolution that I definitely don't encourage any um, 
listener to run away from, but rather contemplate. I think one of the biggest things that contributes to that feeling of self-love is forgiving yourself for the parts of you that like you've hated for so long. Because that's what happened with me. Like the reason why being alone was so transformative for me was because of the fact that I finally had to sit there with the things that I was running away from for so long and I had to I had to face them. Mm. I had to be there laying on the floor crying with it in a completely empty apartment because it was the first time in my life I was ever actually alone and I had to let myself have all of the thoughts and all of the feelings and all of the memories of like how the hell did I get here how did I get to this point and Mm. it it was dark but I wouldn't trade that in for the world because in that darkness and that suffering in that challenge and pain I was finally able to forgive that part of me I was finally able to heal all of those parts of me and Forgive the parts that I can't change and accept them and Mm. work on the parts that I can. So what does loving yourself look like? I think that's one of the biggest components of it. It's changing and fixing and working on those pieces of you that you can work on and that you can change and that you can improve and evolve and grow. Mm. And then forgive yourself for those pieces that you can't forgiving yourself for your past, forgiving yourself for all of the mistakes that you made when you didn't know better Mm. and that have gotten you to the place where you're at right now. I actually, this is going to get kind of dark, but I was actually just on the phone with my last client and she told me that she had an incident this weekend where she reverted back to an old pattern of self-harm and we were processing through it and she's like, my younger self is so mad at me right now because I've taken Amelia's, um, Amelia is learning IFS and she's taught me a lot about it mm-hmm. and I use it in my own life and I use it with my clients. And she said, my younger self is so mad at me. Mm-hmm. She's so ashamed. And I said, you know, have you forgiven that part of you yet? Have you forgiven you? And have you let her forgive you yet? And we Mm -hmm. utilized and went through this session kind of going through that. And afterwards, she was like, that was so healing. That was so transformative. I I can't change the fact that I did it, Mm -hmm. but I can forgive myself for the fact that in my life, that was the only way I knew how to be okay. It was the only way I knew how to get through bad things or to Mm -hmm. punish myself or whatever. So- Hopefully, the people listening to this, all of our listeners out there, aren't at that point. But Mm -hmm. if you are, if you're finding yourself doing things that, you know, maybe aren't the best, but it's what you know, have you forgiven yourself for the fact that that's all you know? That -hmm. you're doing the very best that you can with what you knew and with what you learned and with what you were taught? Because it's in that forgiveness that you can start to heal it, that you can start to move forward, that you can start to build better habits and be around better people and learn 
to love yourself for your flaws and the amazing things about you. Mm-hmm. And I think to, for me, the last thing that I want to say is that's when true self-love comes and it's possible for everybody. It really is. You can learn to love yourself and make a good meaning of it. Mm, a lasting meaning too and one that is Mm. open to evolving be so beautifully articulated i was actually writing my book um this morning called breaking the cycle and one of the chapters is on strictly forgiveness because Mm. i 1000 percent agree with you i think that the meaning of love and loving yourself is really deeply not only found in those moments of when you when you change and when you realize that you no longer want to do things the same way, you want to do things differently. But it's in that second part, literally, I was literally writing this, it's in that second part of looking back and forgiving mm-hmm. everything that you couldn't do in that moment. So well said, and I'm really grateful for that. Hmm. And thank you for articulating it so beautifully for all of us and all of our listeners Mm. so to that extent episode suggestion i'm finding it right now i slipped and didn't pull one up tell yours and i will give mine okay give me one sec so um (laughs) (laughs) my bad Totally fine. Totally fine. Um, okay. So my episode suggestion for our listeners, listeners, oh my goodness, today's a whole day. It's a whole um, listeners. Listeners. Uh, let's start and end on a high note, huh? Um, 111, the top three skills for building self-worth and mm. um, self-worth and self-belief. I was telling a client uh, who's, who's a business owner and and she, she coaches people all over the world and everything. And, um, you know, she... She and I were talking about the crux, the crannies of this whole loving yourself aspect. And I was really mm-hmm. telling her how much and how deeply I believe it's at the the X mark of where self-worth and self-belief really start. And so if you can extrapolate a new meaning on how you love yourself and do it based on a definition that you define and you cultivate on your own accord, I definitely believe that you'll be in a better direction than you were today. And using the skills that Bianca and I talked about today and applying those into your future is going to definitely put you in a better trajectory for your evolution than, you know, if you never picked up this episode. So we're grateful that you joined us today. B, if you have a closing thought or a closing episode, feel free. Closing episode number 79, conditional love. Do you have an if-then relationship? Now, in this episode, we were talking about other, or in that episode, we were talking about if you have if-then relationships with others, but- Do you have a conditional relationship with yourself? Mm -hmm. Are you only worthy of being loved under certain criteria that you've given yourself? That's probably not helping you because for the majority of people, that is the case. So Mm -hmm. I think that's an incredible episode for all of you to listen to. I dig that. Cool. Final thoughts? Any of them before we go? Honestly, I feel very... I feel good about this episode. I hope that it helps Mm. many people finally give themselves permission to redefine what loving yourself means. And it doesn't have to be mainstream culture of like putting quotes on my wall and it doesn't have to look like mirror work. It doesn't have to look like, you know, anything else or anyone else. It looks like 
what you want it to. And it feels like what you want it to. And I hope we empower and give our give our beautiful community that hope and that validation in a way that they need. So much love to our listeners. We hope that you join us in the next episode. As a last thought before we go, if you are somebody who has always wanted a coach, always wanted a therapist, always wanted somebody to guide you, to help you, to be there for you, to support you, to help you finally learn to love yourself or to achieve your dreams. Amelia and I are both taking clients. I have only two spots open. I've filled up a lot in the last month. Mm -hmm. And I know Amelia has a few spots open as well. My coaching is directly around mental health and cognitive behavioral therapy. So I bring in a lot of the tools and sciences and all the fun stuff that I learned in (laughs) school to really help my clients and to help all of you learn to change the way you believe about yourself, to change the way you see yourself and to really work on that mental health component. And I know Amelia's looks a little bit different than that. Mm, Yeah. If you want to dig into parts, I am all for that. That's one of my biggest things that I'm doing right now. IFS love that. Um, And that's really helped clients as well as anything related to relationships, the organizational scientific fact of calendar hygiene, time <laughs> management. Um, you know, it's it's fascinating when you actually look at your resources from an investor standpoint, what that can do to change your world. So please reach out to Bianca or myself. Um, she and I definitely bring such beautiful twists to our client relationships that you definitely haven't seen before. So reach out to us um, and we would love to meet our beautiful listeners. Thank you all for being here and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. If this episode resonated with you or you heard something you know will help you evolve, please share it with someone you love and care about, team members across the world, or someone who you believe deeply could benefit from joining this discussion. We know firsthand how important it is to have people who support and celebrate your evolution. That's why we created our free live virtual event called Out of the Mud that we host the last Wednesday of every single month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You don't even have to be on camera. You can literally just listen in if you want to so that you can get this content. You can hear what the community has to say and be involved with the conversation in real time extraordinary topics with evolved people that's what this event is all about click in the link for out of the mud in the show notes to register for our next event we love hearing from our listeners and community members in efforts to help you evolve we invite you to connect with us on instagram or facebook at evolve ventures or reach out to us directly via DM at Evolve with Amelia and Evolve with Bianca. Be on the lookout for our IG lives that we host every single Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are also in the process of rolling out group coaching and online courses that are sure to help you evolve into a greater version of yourself. This content is intended for information purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional counseling or psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice.